Well, as we love to do on Monday, we check in with our friends at Cranes Detroit Business. Mike Lee, managing editor of Cranes Detroit Business, is here with us this morning, refreshed, relaxed, and ready after, uh, you know, getting that extra hour mm. of, uh, of snooze <laughs> sure. time. Mike, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We are we are good. Uh, you've got all kinds of things that we need to get to here. First of all, uh, an interesting story about Pfizer. And uh, in spite of the fact that it looked like it was tied to a rocket ship when it had the COVID vaccine and Paxlovid, the leading COVID treatment, things aren't maybe as uh, skyrocketing as much as we would thought. Yes, it's uh, on uh, on Friday. Cranes Grand Rapids business reported that uh, Pfizer's uh, massive manufacturing plant uh, near Kalamazoo in Portage um, was going to lay off 200 workers. Um, they've also had a plan uh, in the works to spend 750 million dollars on an expansion uh, to make those COVID medicines. Um, we got word confirmation from Pfizer that they are in fact canceling that expansion now because. It, the vaccines that they make at that plant and the, and the Paxlovid, uh, they just don't expect to sell as, as as much of them as they as they have been. And you know, in some ways, it seems like a little bit of a a coda to an era there. I mean, remember when the vaccines yeah. first is that first a statement out, about the weakening of COVID it. or the weakening of demand for those drugs? Probably probably both. Uh, I mean, certainly there are fewer COVID cases now, and most people have had it or are vaccinated or both. Um, and 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 have a have have a have a, some level of immunity, so people just aren't worried about it this much. Interesting side note: Pfizer did a couple of weeks ago announce uh, they're going to start selling Paxlovid commercially. And the federal government has been paying for it, uh, and they were going to charge. Their plan was is to charge fourteen hundred dollars for a course of those five pills, um, which uh, seems pricey and is, was far more than what the the feds were paying. So uh, I, I, perhaps there's not that much that much demand for for that expensive of a drug too uh mike the automotive supply chain uh diversifying because they really don't know what's going on with the big three even though the contracts and everything uh you know the the strike is over uh they need to know what's going on they really don't so they want to make sure they still can uh operate sure the uh the, the automotive suppliers are dealing with a whole lot of uncertainty i mean the uaw strike was one was one factor, but the transition to electric vehicles, uh, the, uh, the, the the how competitive the, the big three specifically will be in the EV business is still an unknown. So what a lot of the suppliers are doing is looking to diversify beyond the big three. Those that are more dependent on them have been, have been taking some hits. So they're trying to do business with Tesla, the Chinese automakers like Geely. Um, some of them are getting, you know, looking to build biz- a book of business outside of automotive. Uh, one example of that is with the defense industry, which is less less cyclical than automotive. And maybe in this time of geopolitical uh, crisis, uh, the uh, and maybe maybe a growth business. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully not, but we'll see. Um, and and so they're, you know, they're really trying to to to, to uh, diversify their business beyond those traditional cash cows of, of 4GM and, and Stellantis. Uh, Mike, you have a story coming up about the co-founder of Garden Fresh Salsa, which, love that, Ferndale's own success story. They're jumping into another another field. Talk about it. This is, this is an interesting guy, Dave Zilko. He's a food entrepreneur who worked with uh, the late Jack Aronson. 
uh, and growing garden fresh from a, you know a, a basement operation. They, they they did their first test batches famously in five gallon buckets, um, and uh, eventually grew it and sold it to Campbell's Soup for two hundred fifty about two hundred fifty million dollars. Um, Zoko Dave Zoko has a has a new venture new, newer venture called uh, Skinny Butcher, which is a plant based meat uh, company. They they make things like plant-based frozen chicken nuggets and, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, they've gotten into some major retailers, uh, including Costco uh, most recently. Um, and, and so they're growing, they're growing really, really quickly. It's a, it's a, the, you know, Garden Fresh was a, was a really great Detroit entrepreneurial success story. And uh, this, this new skinny butcher uh, line of things uh, seems to be on its way as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a neat story for, uh, for Detroit. Well, here's hoping there are samples of it at Costco. Cause I love that at Costco. There, there must, there, there must be, you can't sell in Costco without samples. If, yes. <laughs> if, if not, and David, if you're listening, we'd be happy to sample that. I got to tell you, you know, Mike, this is, this is a bit of a leap of faith. I don't know if you remember back in August, Beyond Meat put out uh, its revenue projections and demand was down 30%. I mean, even kids, that we're eating more meat as Americans now than ever before. 227 pounds per person. That's up from 225. It used to be 167 in the 70s. Sounds like a lot. That we're consuming a lot of protein. And even the young people that claim to be more vegan sensitive, they're eating more too. So this isn't a guaranteed uh, slam dunk. The companies like Beyond Meat invested big to scale way up for demand that wasn't there. I, I think a, a, a smaller company like this might have a that's grown in a little more controlled fashion might have a, have a better time of it. I think there's going to, there's demand for that, this sort of thing, mm-hmm. how much demand there is, I think is the question. Well, the nuggets may be better than like a whole burger or mm-hmm. things where, yeah, okay. where we, we, we like our fat. Thank you very much. Um, interesting story that you have from, uh, I'm a huge Dustin Walsh fan, as you know, um, Dustin doing a deep dive into this leapfrog patient survey that found that patient safety has declined at some hospitals across Michigan and has not recovered in quality from pre-pandemic. Yeah, this is a, a new report. This uh, just this morning, I believe the uh, the, the Leapfrog organization rate, rate ranks hospitals on patient safety and quality, and uh, they they come out with this survey every year. They actually do several different surveys, um, but they are you know that we are seeing some decline and stagnation in, in safety at, at various hospitals around, yeah. around Metro Detroit. I mean, it's a, they, they've had troubles with staffing. They've had, you know, they, they, they're still, you know, dealing with the fallout from the COVID crisis. So there's, uh, we haven't yet seen a, seen a bounce back from, from those woes. Yeah. Only 24 out of 83 hospitals earned an A 41 earned an A back in 2022, even higher pre pandemic. So, um, We'll let uh, folks take a deep dive and see who the, uh, the I guess, the winners and the losers were there. But uh, we'll give it a read when we uh, take on Crane's Detroit business, as we do every Monday morning. Mike Lee, thank you very much. Thank you, Ben. And another one of our favorite Mikes, Mike Rogers, next on JR Morning.